Robots Radio presents Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. Hey, I can look at myself naked. Are you stoned or something? They tried stoning me, my dear. It did not work. He likes to create his own sauce. Well, did you sleep with a man who also slept with mom and grandma Catherine? What? You slept with dad? All right. Which one of you sardines calls this meat? Whatever, major loser. Let the party begin! Hello, and welcome to Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast, Spooktober edition. The quiet presence (laughs) in the back of your mind that won't leave you alone. That's Chad (laughs) Echoitz. That's Simone LaRue. And our special guest. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, Uh, we're actually introducing you. Okay, okay, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought you left the pause just there for me to jump <laughs> no. in and go. Ah, no, 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 no. <laughs> no we, we were going to make a we were going to make a grand thing of it. Um, so so we'll we'll we'll, we'll do that now. Uh, you know, you might know him from the No Sleep podcast. You might know him from the haunting of your dreams. You might know him just as the most wonderful human being. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest today, David Alt. Thank you very much, Chad. Hello, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's a pleasure to be here. It's such a pleasure. Oh, thank to you have so you. much for joining us. Yeah, we're really excited. So, so talk us through your Halloween uh, as as it is. Ooh, my Halloween. Well, um, uh, for the last three Halloweens, in fact, I've been on tour with No Sleep. So I've been oh. over in the states or over in Canada. Uh, so last year we were in Los Angeles f- finishing off our tour and then the previous two was our, our Halloween specials in Toronto. But obviously with 2020 being the way it is, mm-hmm. um, that's not really happening at the moment, which is a tremendous shame. But mm-hmm. the year before then, I was doing my ghost walk on Halloween night, which is always a lot of fun. So uh, if anyone so cool. is ever around North Yorkshire um, and fancies a ghost walk, just let me know because Ripon is a uh, it's an old city it's uh, the second smallest city in England uh, and has a lot of really interesting stuff Chad I think you have to go to North Yorkshire I mean it's happening I've I've booked my train Absolutely. already like yeah, good as stuff. we were talking Yes <laughs> that sounds amazing because it was it was 4 years ago when the the lady from BBC Radio York came along uh, to try and drum up some support for us uh, to mm-hmm. for for the Halloween ghost walk, which was very kind of her, and so we took her around a few of the the spooky places. We went to the workhouse, which is the best preserved Victorian workhouse that there is in the country, um, and we went over to the cathedral and things like that. And we have a little a little story that we tell at the cathedral as we're coming up the south steps, and it's a story about um, a young gentleman who was going to uh, his choir practice one late one evening. And as he was coming up the steps, he saw a a short-haired priest leave from the south door and start walking towards him. And of course, this being friendly Yorkshire, um, he said hello and asked what the time was. And the short-haired priest walked straight through him and disappeared. Oh, my God. And so I was saying this and I was telling her this story and, and, and I sort of swept my arm around to say, and from the south door came a short haired priest and lo no. and behold, a no! short haired priest no! from the south door. Yes! Oh, on that's this, so cool. On this misty Halloween morning <laughs> as we were being filmed for BBC Radio York. 
that's so cool. Uh, and oh. we didn't even pay him. It was it was just great. It was perfect. Oh my and, gosh. Was he quite so, startled by your reaction to him? I think, I think so. I mean, it's seeing a guy in a top hat and a guy in a cape uh, just <laughs> dissolving into laughter. Um, yeah. <laughs> Probably. You see, it's a it's a Halloween it's a Halloween miracle. Yeah, it was yes, this is exactly. The, exactly. This is why this is the best time of year. I love this uh, time of year. Absolutely, it's, it's absolutely perfect. And yeah. I mean, I would love to just have David tell us stories for the rest of the podcast. Just have, have you know, it would be it would be perfect. <laughs> I, I've got a few. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the podcast where we review two bad movies and say very nice, positive things. And it is Spooktober when mm-hmm. we have to start off with. Mine and Simone's personal favourite horror director, James Juan, mm. and his absolute pure shame of two movies. <laughs> I mean, how could he do this to us? Mm. How could he? Every mm-hmm. now and again, you know what? Not everybody turns out perfect stories every time. And for him, his less perfect stories were made into movies. <laughs> and it's okay. <laughs> they're, they're the sort of films where I you could you could quite happily just eat through 90 minutes and yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's fine they're not they're not so terrible they're unwatchable yeah but mm-hmm. they're but they're certainly um not up there with his best yeah i no, think the thing no. is that we just expect more from him and yes. we know he's capable of better yes absolutely exactly absolutely so what two movies are we doing simone uh we are doing the curse of la llorona and the nun. I'm so excited, and and I mean, one of my favorite jokes of all time was why did they miss a trick when they didn't call it the nunjuring? <laughs> it's a terrible joke. It's but it's it's very true. <laughs> I like it. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> so oh, we usually do it that. Um, Whoever has the strongest alcohol uh, gets to go first with their synopsis and get then we discuss their movie that we're there doing. Mm-hmm. But I think because we have such an esteemed guest on, you get to choose which movie we're doing first. But regardless of that, we do want to know, what are you drinking, David? Yikes. I, I've, I've just been drinking tea. I need, should, I go, should I go downstairs and get myself a drink? Please. You, you, Oh, well, okay. I was going to be nicer. I just yeah. wanted to be comfortable. And, like, obviously, if you were here, we'd, like, offer you a beverage. But oh, that'd be lovely, yes. In lieu of that, please offer and I, yourself I've seen one. Chad with his red wine, and I was thinking, oh, yeah, that sounds great. That, that sounds like a really good idea. It's uh, it's it's rather vodka and coke. I don't know if it's oh, still okay. a, 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 I, a I good idea. Because I did think that was a very full very... red wine as well. Yeah. Well, that, that'd be the sort. That's, that's my kind of red wine. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, well, you're you're drinking tea. That's that's I, I'm fair drink. Tea. If you, fair enough. Tea. Fair enough. It's respectable, and we yes. respect that. It's it's British, and it's three o'clock. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I am drinking a vodka coke, as I said. Um, you know, getting getting into the spooky spirit, as black as my soul. Um, oh yeah. yeah <laughs> and how how about you, Simone? What are you drinking? I'm today? Uh, having a whiskey. It's Ooh. Baines, I think. I, I think that's a South African him. brand, so uh, I wouldn't... okay. Yeah. But it's lovely. It's very nice. It's perfectly middle range. Fair good. enough. Mm, good, good. good. Okay, oh. so what do you want us to... What, what do you want to discuss first, David? Is it uh, the wonderful La Llorona, or is it the Nunjuring? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think chronological order is always a good place to start, mm. so... My name is Brian Burton. 
It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources. We should go with The Nun 2018. Okay. Fantastic. Excellent. None, none. This is a pretty short <laughs> synopsis because there isn't <laughs> much of a plot. Because there's not a lot of story, no. No. No, no. no. <laughs> okay. Father Burke, a priest who deals in the strange, played by Damien Bashir, and Sister Irene, a woman who has not yet taken her vows to be a nun, played by Tysa Formiga, go to Romania to investigate the recent suicide of a nun in a remote convent. Uh, helping them is Frenchie, a French-Canadian man living in the small <laughs> Romanian farming town, played by Jonas Bloquet. He is also the one who discovered the nun's body. He shows them the way to the convent, where it is immediately extremely creepy. It turns out that there are still nuns at the convent, and Father Burke immediately wants to start chatting to them. Unfortunately, he got there just as night is about to fall, and it turns out that the nuns maintain a vow of silence from sunset to sunrise. So, they have to stay the night. Frenchie says, cheers, I'll pick you up in a couple days. Uh, good luck to you. Creepy stuff starts happening <laughs> basically immediately. There's clearly a very dark presence, but the two of them survive the night and through the night manage to find some old books that might give them a clue as to what strange things are happening at the convent. During the day, Sister Irene goes to chat to some of the other nuns and find out more about the convent, and Father Burke is deep in his studies and maybe chatting to the Mother Superior, who is very not forthcoming with information. <laughs> <laughs> During the day, Sister Irene learns that the convent actually used to be the lair of some, I guess, Satanist priest bad guy <laughs> who did a whole blood ritual to unleash some dark evil from the pits of hell. Fortunately, the church got there just in time, killed him, and sealed the portal. To keep the portal sealed, though, the nuns maintain a perpetual adoration, so there's always someone praying in the chapel 24-7. It's not clear how that works with the vow of silence, but it's not <laughs> thought of again. <laughs> don't worry about it. Just yeah. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> it's not the biggest of the plot holes. No. <laughs> Frenchie, when he's back in the village, realizes that actually they might need his help, so he decides to head back just as night begins to fall, and really creepy shit starts happening. It turns out that all of the nuns there were actually ghosts. They'd been killed a really long time ago, and the, the sister that committed suicide was doing so so that the demonic presence unleashed in the convent would not possess her and go forth into the world. They decide that they need to figure out how to get to the portal and how to close it. To do this, they use Sister Irene's sort of psychic visions that she sometimes has to find <laughs> their way there. Uh, 
They fight their way. Frenchie helps them. Eventually, they manage to seal the portal. They think everything is done. Except it turns out that Frenchie became the vessel of the demonic presence in the chapel, who we now know as the demon Valak. And that leads nicely into the first Conjuring, where Ed and Lorraine Warren are trying to perform an exorcism on him back in Canada. And Lorraine sees the vision of Valak that would fuel her through the Conjuring 2. The end. That, it's a, that's it's a, just a big circle. That's a lot more story than there was. <laughs> it was it was quite like when you get to the end, you're like, huh. <laughs> I think that's a that's a perfect reaction to it. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. So so tell us, what is your clip hanger, Simone? Uh, it's gonna be this one. What is it, Mister Terro? Hi. Joe's husband or angry father? I'm sorry, what? Well, usually it's one of the two. And an older man and a young, beautiful, not so innocent girl show up on my doorstep at this hour of the morning. I beg your pardon, Mr. Thoreau, but you and I have never met. Oh. Oh. And it's the clip uh, where the French guy immediately starts hitting on the nun. And it's just because this is like the only attempt they ever make really at building personality in any of the characters. Uh, Besides like standard sort of tragic backstories and like the one sad magic girl, like that's her vibe. And it's not even a very good attempt. He's just French, no. so they're like, he must seduce her. <laughs> but the, they make it explicitly clear over and over again that he's French-Canadian. Mm-hmm. It is so important that you mm-hmm. understand that he's French-Canadian in this. And then at the end, we find out why. And why? It's, it's so that they don't have any language barrier. <laughs> because there's no language barrier with anyone, it seems, in the village. Everyone in so Romania speaks, speaks English. English. Yes. It's great. It's just, you know, that's what you hear when you go to Romania. Mm. Romania, the place mm. where everyone speaks perfect English. Everyone knows that. I, I, uh, well, the, the only place that they don't seem to speak perfect English in the film is in London. Because I, I was <laughs> really, uh, I was so happy to see how everyone tried to do their British accents for that one <laughs> scene. And then Taisa Farmiga just says, oh, what the hell? Um, I'm just going back to normal when she gets <laughs> yeah. to Romania. So uh, I thought that was that was a really nice, uh, <laughs> really nice thing for her to do. <laughs> uh, so so you wrote notes, which means already you're you're much better at this podcast than we are. <laughs> so so talk us talk us through some of your notes on the nun. Well, I so I I went in with low expectations and uh, okay. with that with that intention in mind of trying to find the good points and and I thought uh, as I was saying to you guys just before we started recording that um, uh, when I was first asked to be on the podcast you, you asked nicely and then you you gave this really good idea for a podcast and I thought this is brilliant so uh, yes trying to find the positive in something that has been universally panned which I think is just it's such a nice thing to do in in a world and in a year like this one so yeah so I, I went in with low expectations but trying to but looking out for yeah. the positive and and right immediately I thought wow this is there's a really good spooky atmosphere they've mm. they've done mm-hmm. very well with with the presentation with the uh, with the set and everything and, and that first mm-hmm. set piece where uh, the nun floats down the corridor and the oh, candles yeah. go out and either side oh, of yeah. her that's you know, that looks really really good 
uh, and the ravens are there and they're all going arr, arr, <laughs> and, and looking at everyone and it's uh, i thought oh this is they've, they've really done done nicely on that um then yes uh <laughs> and then the rest of the movie happens <laughs> <laughs> we then go to rome and and i did like um the monsignor saying father burke shit um, which I think it was him doing a Sean Connery impression. Uh, you never know. Uh, then, oh yes, one thing I did notice. So when they arrive in Romania and Frenchie says, mm-hmm. you're out in the sticks here and they put their suitcases onto the, onto the that... truck and, and oh, the truck drives so off. Yes. But did you notice, did you notice the number plate on the truck? No, no. Uh, what was the number plate? V-A-L, I think it was O-1-A-K. Oh! Ah, it's the name it's of the there. one. It's there on the <laughs> it's number there plate. From the beginning. That's yes. So fun. Apparently, they did this um, in the Conjuring yes. two as well. They, they did hid on the name. on the bookshelf. Yeah. On the bookshelf. Yes. Yes. They say they hid it, but I mean, <laughs> they, they, it was it was so obvious. I mean, who has letters as just like random placeholders in the middle of your of your book cupboard, and they're just like, yeah, this will do fine. I'm so mm. stupid with details like that. I really like. If I were a prey animal, I'd get eaten so quickly because my observation skills are garbage. I don't know. It's, it's for, for me. It's just something that I like to look, things like number plates, and it's yeah. not. It's I'm I'm not a number plate spotter or anything like that. But I just like to to see if there's anything that, that if yeah. people have hidden anything yeah. in there. What I what I what I loved, and I think this is the issue with the film in itself. It's it's obviously James Wan trying to be funny, which you know, <laughs> if you're a horror director, just stay in your lane. It's fine. I love that. <laughs> but but it's the fact that like, I like the comedy. The comedy's great, but then they laugh at themselves, and you have to like, you're forced to know that this is a joke. It was the it was the setup for that. You know, we put the bags on the on the mm-hmm. on the truck, and then the truck drives off, and here's our thing. And that's great. That's fine. Leave the joke there. But it's the fact that the priest and and the the, the female protagonist just start laughing, and they're just like, "Oh, we're so silly." And it's just like, <laughs> it's, oh, it's okay. Like the end of a '90s sitcom it. where everyone turns to each other and goes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and i like i just and that was like repeated throughout the movie and it just mm. it broke my heart <laughs> the the rest of the time the the actors didn't seem to be playing it tongue in cheek they they didn't seem to know that they were in a terrible horror film that they, <laughs> that they had to be ashamed of they were they were giving it i i, I think they were giving it their all well not quite their all yeah. but they they were they were doing they weren't phoning it in mm, yeah yeah mm. got to agree with you yeah. i watched this whole movie feeling like there were scenes missing from it because mm. there's so much buildup for different things. You know, the priest has that backstory with the child who got possessed and he couldn't save him. Mm. And like all that really manifests in is like one creepy child scene, which admittedly was very scary, but yes. like that was yeah. it. And there's no really like resolution for him character wise. And the same goes yeah. with like the nun who she hasn't, done her vows yet um but she doesn't seem to be having like a huge crisis of faith about it she's just like i'm just taking my time before i commit and again like at the end like she you know she does her vows before they do their final battle but it doesn't seem like any big personal 
change in her at all. Mm. Mm. So like everything, you're just like, but what does it mean? <laughs> Why are you telling me this? It, it's when it's when they uh, they were saying, well, the, yes, the the demon needs a pure vessel to be able to yeah. to go in. Uh, so let's bring in a novice, a nun, and yeah, then make the her a bride of Christ. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's make sure her purity is right there yeah, for the taking let's really confirm yeah. it in the presence of this demon yeah. called the defiler yes <laughs> I mean if she hadn't have taken her vows would the Jesus blood still have worked is my question I mean it's, it's, oh, I it's Jesus's blood so I don't understand like flashback they show a priest wielding the blood so surely mm. the priest could have just done it like there was no real reason that she needed to be a nun i'm sorry that. but like any human being if frenchy had had the blood it's the <laughs> yeah. blood of jesus, jesus christ yeah. should, french, he should did be everyone he did have the blood though as well <laughs> yeah that's true at, at yeah. the end yeah, he, he, there he was and then shoot across her yeah and that, that was yeah. <laughs> so... but but yeah <laughs> What did you like about the movie, Chad? I loved my favorite thing, and I love this throughout James Wan's movies is the music, oh, and yeah. and just that that deep monk voice whenever oh, the nun yeah. was, or, or you, you know, whenever Valak mm. came on the screen was just great. That like, it's just yeah. it's so much fun to, and you're just like, oh, here we go, something's about to happen, and it's creepy, <laughs> and I just love that. Yeah, what did what did you guys like love about it? What was the redeeming factor. Well, you I, know, I, I quite, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. You. Oh, no, no, after you, ladies first. <laughs> we don't do that here. It's fine. You know, oh, don't don't worry. About. Okay, right. But, right. Uh, <laughs> but I'll, I'll go. Um, I genuinely, again, this is my stupid, like, non observational uh, brain working, <laughs> but I did not clock the fact that the nuns weren't real. <laughs> So when they re-enter the chapel, like I was like, "Oh shit!" Um, and then because the nuns weren't there, uh, and I mm -hmm. really did kind of enjoy a little bit the idea of like there's always a nun praying very like fervently yeah. all the time. I thought that mm -hmm. was quite cool imagery. So I liked like that whole aspect of it. I, yeah, I, you know, but. Yeah, once the twist came and it really settled in, I was like, well, that was stupid, actually. <laughs> <laughs> They've all just been collectively hallucinating nuns the whole day. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a day well spent to me, but <laughs> that's just how I like to get down. <laughs> but I do like the, the idea of perpetual adoration just sounds very cool. Like, there has to be someone praying at all time and they do it in, like, shifts and things. Yeah. That's awesome. My that's old church cool. used to do that. Well, when I went oh. to church... <laughs> <laughs> Several many years ago, before you became a child of Satan, like yeah, like all of us. <laughs> How about you, David? What what was the the defining things of this film? Well, I, I what I liked was the the very nice depiction of playing with perception and mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the way because the the two films that I I've, I've just watched pretty much back to back uh, in preparation for this podcast, uh, they they do really nice things with the camera work where you've got yeah. a light shining across something. Yeah. And you pan back and it's not there. Or yeah. there's mm -hmm. the scene in the chapel where the, the nun's shadow yes, comes up onto the side and yes. then walks around. And then is there in the mirror, but not when you turn around and then she's there. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and so I, I really like that. And, and one film that does that extremely well is Oculus. I don't remember if you remember Oculus, which is the one with the mirror and Amy Pond, Karen yes. Gillan. Yeah, yes, I just yes. have to say, Amy Pond and Chad's there. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that that was a really nice one where 
you just didn't know what the the characters were picking up because the in that mm. one Amy Pond picks up a an apple and bites into it and it turns out it's a light bulb and she's just uh-huh. bitten into so you know that it's a really really good uh, good thing and 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 that's why I liked the fact that the the nuns weren't real um mm-hmm. mm. yeah they were they were deliberately playing with that, with the perception of both yeah. the characters and and us. So I thought that that was really good. I think yeah, it's look, it's it's still a, a, overall it's okay. There's yeah. just yeah. There's, there's just silly bits that just stand out in your mind, and you're just like, well, that was that was ridiculous. Why why is this a thing? Frenchie going the through the graveyard. Yes, same. Yeah. yeah. So Frenchie going through the through the. The moment <laughs> they show the bells ringing, I was like, okay, well, someone's gonna get buried alive. Like, yep. I wonder what's gonna the, happen with this, this Chekhov's film, gun. Oh, this film had yeah, Chekhov's gun. Exactly, there <laughs> were Chekhov's guns everywhere. It's like yeah. you haven't taken your vows yet. Mentioned a few times. The bells. <laughs> what are the bells for? Hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and then yes the the ah there was the one i couldn't save this is the one that i yeah, yeah. this yeah, this could be yeah. used against me if ever there was a defiler around that could uh, <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. play with my person oh so um yeah i suppose that, that yeah. it was it was all of those were, were slight but the nun landing on frenchie from from the oh, tree yeah. i mean yeah. you can tell just from just from the start when okay angles, yeah. over there there is a, a scary mm. nun, and she has just uh, walked, oh, slid off like a Dalek. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> then he goes closer to look. Yeah, yeah, it's insane choices in this movie. That yes. as well. Yeah, like, that's also that's the beauty of like old school James Wan, like Conjuring One, Conjuring Two, those kind of films. Like no one is really stupid in those yeah. films, <laughs> and I mean, but in this one, they're just like dum-dums all of them are just dum-dums that see where they're walking through the sheets like the white sheets i mean first of all who's doing that much laundry and who needs that many white sheets <laughs> yep. in this abandoned convent but they're just like yep cool we'll walk through this crazy sheet land that's yeah. absolutely fine mm-hmm. like no make make wise choices make yes. wise choices do not follow the spooky scary ghost <laughs> and i think that's sort of just a general thing in horror yeah. films anyway if if you if you're at that level then woe beti- well you you deserve everything you get really. <laughs> yeah. so i think as we're as we're entering spooky season just to to round this off let us quickly discuss the order of conjuring films so okay. just okay. for our listeners and just as a general reminder you've got conjuring 1 conjuring 2 annabelle annabelle 2 uh, annabelle comes home the nun am i forgetting anything uh, Animal Creations was one. As Animal well. Creations. Yeah. So, so it's a, essentially seven films. So almost a Harry Potter's worth of films. Yeah. To Leona as well. Uh, of course, is, is loosely tied in. Yeah, the priest was the same priest mm. from the one. Yes. Annabelle okay. Film. Okay. Yes, which I thought was adorable. <laughs> yeah. So, so David, uh, let's let's give each other a bit of time. Uh, once you've ordered them, just ding or just start <laughs> saying words. <laughs> So so let let's give ourselves some time to 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 order them and then and then we'll say Oh, order, are we ranking what? them or you're ranking them okay, in, okay, in the order. Okay. Oh god. Yeah. Oh god. Okay. I wish I'd written it down now. Yeah, cuz I I've only seen four of these. I've only seen Conjuring right. 1 oh, 2. Oh, that makes your life a lot easier. Yes. And the two that I've just watched. So uh... <laughs> Oh god. Okay. So really well. <laughs> I think you've listed the ra- the ranking right I, there. Yes, yes, pretty much. Yeah. Although which, which one was worse? The none or the one? I think the nun was just marginally better. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah. Okay, so Simone, in terms of the the eight films, the 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 one of us. 
Um, I think the first Conjuring, like that was scary. I've rewatched it a couple times and it's scary every time. It's really, really good. Mm -hmm. I loved Annabelle Creations. That was also so good. Properly spooky. Um, Mm -hmm. That's the one that's in the orphanage. Yes. 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 Yeah. It's It's really um, good. Yeah. It's the only Annabelle film really worth watching to be honest oh chad okay. is not happy with okay. that <laughs> annabelle comes home is okay is, no that's a fun one that's not scary just though that's really just a fun. good time <laughs> <laughs> you can see when you've you've lived on horror for too long when horror films <laughs> don't become scary anymore they're just a good time um <laughs> just a romp <laughs> 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 good sunday sunday watching um okay so so but yes and david definitely check out the those two animals yeah. you can okay. like, leave the rest behind yeah. don't touch okay. the rest mm-hmm. don't. Um, i liked actually the endfield haunting one like conjuring mm. two yeah mm-hmm. conjuring two that was that was that was pretty fun i thought mm. i liked i know that now they're making another spin-off called the crooked man from oh, okay that one, okay which might be good i <laughs> I, I got no excited idea. and then I remembered where we where we've been with these like spin-offs, spin-offs and things yeah. and then I remember that it's not a good idea. <laughs> well, we'll find out. We'll find out. Well, uh, one thing I noticed about the about the Enfield haunting one uh, uh-huh. was the, and I'm sorry that yeah to take us on another slight tangent, no. but did you that, notice that, that's that, what we do? Oh, that's that's fine then. Um, the uh, that's actually one. If you if you've never listened to Shadows at the Door, the podcast, which mm-hmm. is the podcast I do with Mark Nixon, it, the we have a story, a, a, a ghost story, and then we have the discussion afterwards. And the discussion right. is pretty Amazing. much eighty percent tangents. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we're, we're right up there with you. Perfect. <laughs> that's that's good podcasting in our opinion. <laughs> letting it go. Uh, so. Um, the scenes that were filmed or that, that were set in London were mm. washed out, grey, mm. colourless. <laughs> and the scenes in America, beautifully sunny and colourful. I was just like, you've played with your filters there, haven't you? To be fair, this was poor person London. So... Oh, that's, that's true. That's true. Yes, yes. Fine. Yes. <laughs> poor people but... don't get colors. Yeah, it's too expensive. Yes. But they do like doing that, don't they? Our, our poor country, the United Kingdom, gets a really rough deal if, if it's an American who's yep. directing it. Yep. You yep. will get washed out colors and then just these vibrant colors if you go anywhere else. And then, except for LA, which is just orange. Just always an orange filter over LA. But, yep. but, you know, England has colour. It's not always raining. Today it's Absolutely, sunny. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful outside. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Our government told us to say this. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's, it's funny that when I started doing voice acting like 15 years ago, which is, it's, it's awful, the, the amount of time. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, 15 years ago. I, as a British person, it was mainly American groups that were doing uh, online audio drama. So... Of course, right. what do I get cast as? I get cast as villains. Yep. People with agendas. <laughs> or posh. So th- th- those are the three. That's it. Nothing else. Did you did you not get typecast as the gay person as well? Because I've often had that experience, but that's maybe just me. Um... <laughs> yeah, David was very quiet there. He was like... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... I, I 
No, although since being with No Sleep, I have done a lot more stories where the the main or the character I play is gay, which is wonderful. Yeah. The representation. Uh-huh. Of course. But uh, <laughs> no, actually, I haven't been typecast as that. Uh, because I think the Britishness just wins out. We need a person to be mysterious. Yeah, you, we'll go with the Brit. British yeah. person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found that that's changed more recently? Like, are you getting more diverse roles? <laughs> as, as a cis white man, yes. As a cis white man, are you getting more diverse roles? You know, as, as, as cis white British men, it's it's just a crime. We don't get the diversity that we, exactly. that we deserve. Exactly. You know, how, Less I, villainous I, roles. <laughs> I literally have only the gay card to play. Um, but... <laughs> Um, yes, yes, there's a lot more interesting roles out there, but uh, there, I think that's, that's because the, I the podcasting uh, and audio drama has just increased yeah. so much in mm. the last, even in the last 10 years, it's just, yeah. it's just grown so much, which is brilliant. Yeah, I, I would say my tagline for The Nun would be, who doesn't want to defile Frenchie? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You gotta love <laughs> a little bit of the <laughs> French Canadian. He's, Honestly, he's little trashy lady boner, I was like... <laughs> I'd reconsider my vows to to come. Mm-hmm. I think I might get that tattooed on my let on my <laughs> neck. Little trashy lady, lady boner. That's it's great. A, there's a subreddit called Trashy Lady Boners, and it's just <laughs> women perving over like the trashiest men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that scene where where Frenchie's like all hitting on on the mm. nun, like ooh ooh, mm-hmm. he's he gets very close, and you're just like, you know, you smell, but I'm yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> he was there because he had his shirt open well his, his night mm. things open mm. there his hairy chest was there beautiful like, piercing oh. eyes he looked great could could deal with a little bit of Frenchie yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. this is why so you get typecast we... as gay Chad. <laughs> 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 it's been an anomaly till now I never <laughs> understood it but mystery. <laughs> what because <laughs> you brought that up independently yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, when you see a gorgeous man, you just gotta, you gotta comment, you gotta, you gotta say words. Absolutely, absolutely. And the fact that we can team up on this is great. There you go. <laughs> Would you like to team up on Frenchie? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Cool. Good stuff. If, uh, if the actor wants to get in touch, we've got, we've got some sexy times for you over here. <laughs> we can tag him on Twitter and just make him real uncomfortable. <laughs> I think he would probably just, like the attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just give him this bit of the audio clip. <laughs> so, David, what we do after we re- finish reviewing the movies is we like to say a scene that could have saved the movie. So, it's I mean, it's called that, but we're very fast and loose with what the words say. Scene that could have saved it. Sometimes it's the whole movie needs to be yeah. revamped. Sometimes it's a character. So, what do you think? And I'll give you a bit of time. I'll go to Simone first. But think of a thing mm. in this film that would have just made it exponentially better. Simone, what is your scene that could have saved it while David's thinking? For me, I think this movie didn't actually cover the most interesting part of the story. Because for Uh me, what I want to watch is a whole convent full of nuns and this evil has been unleashed. Maybe someone falls asleep while they're doing their perpetual adoration or whatever. Or maybe someone is like intentionally a little bit 
villainous or something. And it's just like the slow realization among these nuns that there's a presence and there's possession. There's like murder. People are turning on each other. Maybe there's like this hysteria Mm. angle as well. So they all think that they're having some sort of collective vision. And like, you know, they could have really gotten spooky with a bigger group cast. And then it ends Mm. obviously with this nun Mm. uh, hanging herself. And Frenchie walks or arrives, sees the body, and like as the nun gasps her last dying breath, Valak transfers into Frenchie, and we can go straight Mm, to the other Conjuring movies. Like I felt like this whole, the all of the events of this movie were totally extra and unnecessary. When like the real interesting story is like, how did all these nuns like not defeat Mm. this evil and like get horribly murdered? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's good. And then it also plays into the name as well, because who is the nun? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which one is it? Which yeah. one is the nun? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. That's a much better movie. Yeah. How about you, David? What's uh, what's your what's your scene? You, that you could, could yeah. you could then re- rename it as and then there were none. <laughs> <gasps> that's so much better. <laughs> I love it. I love Netflix, it. Netflix, hit us up. We'll do it. Guys, come on. <laughs> <laughs> David can play the evil priest. <laughs> It'll be great. And we can just all three of us can just double up as the nuns, just like a, a like an Adam Sandler kind of romp, where we're just all three of us just being all the different nuns. <laughs> I like the sound of this. I, I'm I'm so down for that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. We got David in. Yes. Maybe Netflix will now listen to us. <laughs> Answer our emails finally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's actually a really good idea, Simone, because um, I I think it was all extraneous. Yeah. Um, it was entirely superfluous it's it's let's get two people into a spooky place and just see what they do yeah the whole thing with the whole thing with the the blood of jesus uh, <laughs> yeah uh, pick was... a saint at least like jesus was a <laughs> bit on the nose yeah yeah it's sort of He's um, a big guy what? <laughs> it's, it's only the blood of jesus can save us and why is it in yeah. this abandoned I, I i wanted to know why the church actually kept it on as a as a convent etc um but no i think if if i was to to say a scene i I basically say exactly what simone said so uh yeah it is amazing simone there you go every now and again i pull one out of the hat (laughs) (laughs) and that is the thing like i think that is the biggest problem about this movie is the fact that you just you just don't care because Mm. it's supposed to be an investigation but all we find Mm. out is nothing matters and it's Mm. all just about jesus And and yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But mm. for me, the scene that could have saved it is no zombie nuns, guys. Why are there zombie nuns in this? Mm. They get defeated by shotguns. You like oh, zombie nuns? Oh yes, zombie right. nuns. Why? That was, that was what was so funny with the with the 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 flaming cross. <laughs> and there yeah. she is. Yes. She's now she's now aflame. The cross hasn't hurt her at all. Well, okay, it's made a car up in flames, but then and and then Frenchie shoots her. Yeah, zombie nuns. It makes no sense in the context of this whole movie. Yeah, and yeah, it just really upset me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, and then to round off the movie, just to, to tie a little bow on it, we ask, would you watch this again, and would you recommend it to people? So, David, would you watch this again? Would you recommend it to people? Uh, I don't really think I need to watch it again, personally. <laughs> yeah. I well, think I have better things to do with said. with, with uh, an hour and 36 minutes. Um, would I recommend it uh, only if people have got through all of my other recommendations first? <laughs> nice. 
that's that's fair. good. So it's right at the bottom of that list. Yeah, excellent. It's not right at the bottom of the list. Uh, there are <laughs> there are there are a lot of films I really would not recommend people watch. Uh, but this one's just a, it's it's in the eh, if you want to kind of category. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about you, Simone? Would you would you watch it again? I feel like this is a movie I would play if I were having like a Halloween party or like a spooky, okay. scary party. And like I'd leave this on in the background while we're eating our snacks and like people can mm. talk over it then. Like it doesn't really matter. And like it's just mm-hmm. to ev- for everyone to have a party and have a good time. But like it's not one of those movies where it's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. We need to watch this. Yeah. You can't mm-hmm. miss anything. Like, There's it's... important plot points here that you're yeah. missing. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't watch this scene, you won't understand anything that's happening. <laughs> it's the blood of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All handily crafted into this lovely little Fabergé egg. <laughs> the Fabergé egg, though, like the the, the 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 beauty of that and mm. the delicateness of the little the little cup. That was great. That I love that. It was, that. was beautiful. Yes. <laughs> and, then, and then Frenchie just spitting it all over the nun in the end. Yeah, that was that was a great scene. Just yeah, okay, we'll just drink the blood of Christ. That's fine. I mean, mm. I know that's what you're supposed to do in church on a Sunday, but it's a wine. It's a metaphor. Symbolic. It's not literal. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. surely, having having swilled the blood around his mouth in order to spit, why would he then be possessed? I mean, yeah, there are other orifices it's... that I guess were Christ-free, so she could have used one of those. I think that's your way in, things... Chad. <laughs> well, I was gonna. I was. My joke was things priests say to little children, but oh I liked God, your joke Chad. too. <laughs> I, I at least kept it professional, Chad. <laughs> we told you not to expect great things. <laughs> Oh, all right. Back, back, back on track. Back on track. Uh, I would only, I would only recommend this, and I would only watch this if we're having a conjuring marathon. Yeah, it needs mm. to be part of it. It's something that you can't get away from. It's very much like Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. You have to watch it because it's part of the the whole thing, but you don't really want to. And yeah. and you know, this just kind of you know, in the great grander scheme of the Conjuring films, you, you you do have to watch it. It's it's the one that you put on at sort of four AM, five AM where yeah. everyone's just dozing yeah. off and you've had the yeah. good stuff and, and just yeah. it's there in the background if you want to have a nap. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. That's that's a perfect mm. description. Yeah. Excellent. Mm. Are you into the Cyberpunk tabletop games or excited for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven? Are you looking to brush up on the lore, stay up on all the latest news, and talk about the game when it comes out? Check out the Cyberpunk Lorecast, a show from Robots Radio with me, your host, Robots. We'll go over all the details you need to know about the world, characters, and story of Cyberpunk. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. There are few things better on this earth than settling down with a good book and losing yourself in its pages for hours. Unfortunately, with the demands of our modern lives, the time we can dedicate to reading is growing shorter and shorter. Simone and I love to read, but our lives are just so busy we aren't able to get through all the books on our shelves. But that doesn't have to stop us from reading. Simone and I have made the switch to audiobooks. It's a great way to digest the content you're looking for in a book while still being able to go about your day-to-day tasks. It's like having someone read you a bedtime story, but instead of going to sleep, you could be driving to work, doing the dishes, or ignoring your tyrant of a boss. If you like reading as much as Simone and me, but don't have the time, we have a special offer for you. 
head over to audiobooks.com through the link in the show notes and you'll get three audiobooks for free. This includes two books from their VIP section. Audiobooks.com is a great website with over 200,000 titles for you to choose from, all of them professionally produced. We know you'll find something you'll love, but in case you need any help, I would suggest reading Open Book by Jessica Simpson. You'll be pleasantly surprised by the valuable and deep insights Miss Simpson has to offer. It's well worth the read. So head over to audible.com through the link in our show notes and get your first three audiobooks for free. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Goodbye. Well, there we go. All right. Shall we then move on to The Curse of La Llorona? Yes, let's. Beautifully okay. pronounced, Chad. Thank you. I uh, It took me a couple couple months to, to get that right. I've been <laughs> prepping for this. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> it's good because I've been calling it the curse of La Llorona and I was... <laughs> <laughs> How embarrassing for you. I know. <laughs> Hello, it's a good job really? this isn't being recorded so that people can see my ignorance. <laughs> we'll cut it out. We'll cut it out. <laughs> phew, phew. Yeah. Well, you, you just, from now on, when we say La Llorona, you have to really roll your eyes. Let's let's have that really like, La Wait, hold on, now I've fucked it. <laughs> I, can't, like, I can't actually roll my eyes at all. Really? I've never been able to, ever. Some people can't, it's like a genetic thing, I mm. think, isn't it? Like, I have mm-hmm. no idea, but... Yeah, like, some people... This is like finding out that Derek Zoolander can't turn left, like... <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not an ambi-turner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, who was the James Bond that was scared of guns? What? Oh, yeah. I can't remember was who it was. Roger Moore doesn't like guns. Yeah, Roger Moore mm. doesn't like guns. Well, that's and very silly. We talked about that when we did a James Bond week. He was very, like, oh, anti-gun, right. so he, like, refused oh, right. uh, for James Bond to use guns very mm. much. Oh, that's really interesting. Hmm. You learn something new every day. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, I, I interrupted you. Please uh, go no, on with your no. synopsis of Regala. La <laughs> Oh, there it is. Oh, I liked it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so, Anna, played by Linda Cardinelli, works at a truant officer. Uh, works as a truant officer in LA during the seventies. She was recently widowed when her husband was shot in the line of duty as a police officer. One day at work, she learns that one of her neighbors, Miss Patricia Alvarez, played by Patricia Velasquez, has not been responding to repeated calls about her children skipping school. She knows Patricia really well, so she volunteers to go see her. When arriving at Patricia's house, Anna co- uh, can tell that something is wrong. Patricia is hesitant to, hesitant to let Anna in, she's acting really sketchy, and the kids are nowhere to be seen. Anna walks around the house and finds a clo- closed door that has been padlocked. On the door are etchings of creepy eyes. Anna tries to get Patricia to open the door, but she refuses. They end up getting into a bit of a skirmish, but the police officer assisting Anna is able to wrestle Patricia away, but not before Anna is able to get hold of the key to the padlock. When she opens the door, she sees Patricia's two boys, absolutely petrified, hiding in the corner of the cupboard. They ask Anna to close the door again, with them inside it, and when Anna asks why, they just say, quote-unquote, you'll let her in. Thinking that the kids mean their mum, Anna takes them out of the room and into protective custody for the evening. When she delivers the boys to the care home, she notices some strange marks on the boys' arms. They look like they're strain- like strange burns. When Anna asks how they got them, the boys just say, her, again. Later that night, we see the boys in a care home. The older brother wakes up and goes wandering the halls. The younger brother slowly follows behind, and unfortunately, they run into La Llorona and get killed. Anna gets a call in the middle of the night, informing her of the fact that the two boys are now dead, and she is told that they were drowned down by the river. She arrives at the scene and uh, uh, she arrives at the scene of the crime, and for some reason, the mom is there. She starts screaming at Anna, saying it's her fault the boys are dead and that it was La Llorona. 
the next day, Anna goes to see a priest, Father Perez, played by Tony Amandola, to talk about the events from the night before. He's heard of the curse of La Llorona, so she tells her, so he tells her about the legend. Many years ago, in a small village in Mexico, lived the most beautiful girl. One day, she fell in love with an enigmatic man from out of town. They got married and had two boys, but unfortunately, the husband's eyes wandered and he cheated on her with another woman. In her anger and sadness, the beautiful woman drowned her two children, the ultimate punishment for a cheating husband. When she snapped out of her rage, she was horrified by what she had done and drowned herself. The legend says that she now searches the earth for two children to replace the ones she killed. If you hear her weeping, then she is coming for your children and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Lots of shenanigans ensue. Anna's kids, Chris, played by Roman Christo, and Samantha, played by Jamie Lynn Kinchin, hear the weepings of La Llorona and are from that moment hunted by the ghost. They eventually tell Anna, who then goes back to the priest for help. He tells her uh, her the church is going to take forever to get back to her, so she should go outside of the orthodoxy for help. She is tipped off to a man by the name of Raphael, played by Raymond Cruz, who left the church many years ago, but is still a staunch believer in God. After some toing and froing, he agrees to help. Turns out that all the time, uh, all this while, Patricia had pr- prayed to La Llorona to give her kids, uh, to give her kids back, and to take Anna's in their place. That's how the curse found them. La Llorona is almost successful in her ambitions, but then she isn't. I don't want to spoil the ending because this movie only came out last year. Last year, but we'll leave it there. The end. Oh, okay. That's... Yeah, I don't want to tell what happens. It's, it came out in 2019. I don't know how everyone else feels about spoilers, but I'm. I feel like I feel like there should be like a two year gap with spoilers. That's very oh. kind of you. I would have given no such consideration. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I would have. <laughs> it, goes, it goes pretty much exactly how you think it's gonna go. Mm. <laughs> yep. Look, yeah, like I said, she doesn't. She doesn't like layer on it. Doesn't win. That's it. You don't need to know how she doesn't yeah. win. Yeah. There's, there's just some magical artifact that just happens to be the only thing that will be able to destroy the spooky, horrible curse yeah. thing that is coming after people. And yeah. just so happens that they're able to wield it. Yeah, um, but the, the difference the difference here is it's not the blood of Christ. So. Uh, that's true. That's... <laughs> you get that one movie and you never get to use it again. No. <laughs> so what's, your, uh, what's right. your cliffhanger really quick, Chad? So it has to be this one. Something's up at that house. Patricia Alvarez? Why, what's going on? We got a call from the school. Alvarez boys aren't going to class again. Okay, well, why is Donna going over there? I transferred some of your cases. Now Donna has more energy. More energy? And more time. She doesn't have the outside responsibilities you have. She has no kids. She has support at home. Because her husband isn't dead. She was on time every day this week. Right? But believe me, we all understand. Do you? Doesn't really feel like it. Like, I just feel this scene is very weird in the grander scheme of things because first of all like she's being really mean right like her boss is just trying to help out she's just lost her husband she's got two kids to look after she's like she's just being like really nice and she's just horrible to her boss and to her 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 colleague yeah it it was a weird moment for her i guess like she's stressed and she's like no i can do everything but it's like also these are real people that your job deals with like it's not like you're shuffling papers around or anything. So if you yeah. drop the ball, like it's an actual problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I do love that in the truancy world of this movie, like going after specific people earns you more credence and more clout than going after other people. Cause she's like, ah, oh, the, the Patricia woman, if I get her, like she's now my client. It's like, no, they're just, they're just people. Like I didn't realize she was a truancy officer. I thought she was like a social worker. 
David, thoughts about her job? The most important thing in this movie? Um, well, she doesn't seem to do tremendously well at her job uh, when it comes to, I don't know, the horrible burns that she sees on her children's wrists. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and how they relate to the horrible burns that were on the other children's yeah. wrists. Um, mm. So whatever her job is, I don't think she's tremendous at it. No. I don't think she'll be winning Social Worker of the Year. 1973. <laughs> the best, the, the you know that that uh, end of year function of of social workers is, is where you want to be. That is the party. Oh, what yep. a party! Who got Patricia? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. It was. I thought it was really nice to see Velma. She's all grown yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. I really and like that actress, actually. Did you like the fact that when she came in, uh, there was Scooby Doo playing on the TV? Oh, didn't put two and two together yeah. with that. I'm so... <laughs> I'm just a big dumb dumb this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that was there. That was it, oh. it was in one of the first scenes uh, of yeah. the film, uh, and I thought that was that was just a nice little yeah. nod. That's really nice. Do you think? Do you think Linda Linda Cardinelli was just like you guys? You're just, <laughs> you're just a bunch of jokers on this horror film that we're doing. Just... <laughs> and why not? Uh, it's it's in the first bits of the scene, so in, of the film, so you can go. There's the nice little in joke. Right, let's settle back for a fantastic horror film, <laughs> and then yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, again, this is a film where the characters are making questionable choices, um, such as the if a woman screams at you, don't open the door, don't open the door, don't open the door. Yeah. Uh, the the don't take my children away, um, but there was some really nice. Again, it was the the nice camera work with the the mm-hmm. when the kids have gone off into uh, down that corridor and they look up at the mirror and there yeah there she is and it cracks and it's like oh that's that's actually quite nice and then feel the drip of it's a bit like twenty eight days later where the mm. where the the crow mm. drops that drop of blood into the man's eye yeah, and it's like yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh shit. Um, yeah, I'm allowed to swear on this podcast, by the way, aren't I? <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's encouraged, if anything. It's it's surprising that it's only come up now in like the fiftieth minute. I'm, I'm very surprised. I'm shocked. This is a clean episode for us. <laughs> I, I, well, I do apologise. It's the British Reserve. That's the <laughs> uh, so I thought that that was really good. The 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 scene with the umbrella was also yes, very nicely I, done. I liked the, that. The, there, not there, there. Um, so that was good. And the scene in the car, I thought, was really, yes, really the good. Windows. Yeah. Yes, the that windows. Yes, the windows. That was cool. I, that was, I think that, that child cool. actor did a very good job with it mm-hmm. too. Yes, mm. I think I think they are. I mean, obviously they're supposed to be, but I, I do think the the little boy and the little girl really did spectacular yeah. jobs in this mm. film. Like above everyone else in this film, just their performance was was. It makes the film yeah. much more watchable than mm. had they not been in it. Definitely, they chose really well for those two. Mm. Uh, then there was the the candles on the stairs and watching those all go out at once and so that that was also, but you got to you got to question the choice of that little girl with her the the devotion to a doll. You know, they, here's another Chekhov's gun. She's always holding this doll, always holding yeah. this doll, and well, oh, happen? the doll's gone. Oh. And here's this all powerful being that is stopped by a door. 
<laughs> to be fair, it was the line of beans across the door. So to be you fair, could just to be fair, take American houses. I've been to America. <laughs> I've seen how big their houses are and how many windows and doors yeah. and yes. everything that they have. You know, I, I, I'm sure that the ghost would come in through the basement, Home Alone style, or. <laughs> or <laughs> that that scene that scene did annoy me because you know you saw him in the in the sort of the action montage of getting ready for Lyra to like come in like he was he was beaming all the doors and everything but he was just like obviously he just saw the front door and was just like nah we don't have to do the front door that's like who goes through the front door that's insane like that is a dramatic oversight from a Raphael like... mm. but why would it have to go through doors why couldn't it go through the walls ghosts can go through walls yeah. can they when the kids are like running from La Llorona and they're like going up into the um, attic to get away mm. and she's just very patiently walking slowly <laughs> up the stairs while she pursues them. Mm-hmm. And is I was she like, just oh, trying that's to nice of her. Is she trying to build up the lactic acid in the muscles, trying to get make make them tougher, so it's a more meaty feast or, or what? Really work her own glutes as she goes up yeah. the stairs slowly. Yeah. Hmm. I think she's she's perfect. She she she's absolutely perfect for sort of the 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 whole Spanish uh, tele tele uh, telemondos because she loves the drama of the, mm. of yeah. the hunt. Mm-hmm. You know, she really plays on that. So, so you know, it was perfect for it. It really, you know, the scene where she's washing the hair, also fantastic scene, mm. like, not making yes. fun of it, but, mm. like, that is a great scene. But she does love a, a flair of the dramatic, especially as well with the car scene, where she's like, one window at a time. Yeah. Oh, mm. well, this this tiny little boy, he'll beat me in a window opening battle. <laughs> like, this is fine. Just, yeah, I love, like, the, the, the flair for the dramatic is what makes a, a good demon in my mind. Mm. I, I was waiting for for okay. So we've had one window, we've had yeah. another window. Now all four windows go all down. Four windows. Yeah, but they didn't. I thought the car. I thought the handbrake would disengage and they'd start rolling mm. towards the river. Ooh, um, I like that. But you know, she is quite an old ghost, so presumably she doesn't know how <laughs> cars work. Well, she knows how to open a window. Oh yeah, She's from the really... outside. Yeah, that's actually true. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Probably about as much research as the as the people who yeah. made this film. Because really <laughs> yeah, if if you've managed to wind a yeah, window down from the outside, the somehow somehow you've got to the mechanism inside, uh, and because we didn't, it it, it wasn't the handle, yeah. so it must have been. In between the door, the, yeah. the interior and the metal. And so if she can put a hand through that to be able to... Yeah. Surely yeah. she can come through a door that hasn't been beamed. But apparently not. <laughs> but apparently not. Like that scene where she's like... It is great when she like runs up to the, the, to the to the open door and she gets stopped and she's just like, ah, oh, well, this is a bit shit. <laughs> <laughs> the beans! <laughs> the beans! <laughs> Curses. And I would have gotten away with it as well if it hadn't been for you meddling kids. <laughs> And you dumb beans. <laughs> it does feel that way, though. Like, as soon as she reveals her face, and I do feel this a lot with, with um, horror films where they reveal the monster, it really loses the gravitas mm. when you reveal the face of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, Lara was very scary, but when they took off the veil, it was like, oh, well, you've just got, like, yellow eyes now, I guess. Mm. Some leftover makeup from the nun. <laughs> <laughs> That's how this film got made, isn't Honestly. it? Honestly. <laughs> So, yeah. so what did everyone sort of like about it? I mean, I know we've we've said a couple yeah. things, but like, what was like the sort of identifying things for this film? I love the fact that uh, it it was this 
this film that uh, was swapped over for Detective Pikachu in a cinema. And so you had oh, the, wow. the trailers for one of the Annabelle films and, and a couple right. of other ones. And then they started showing this film to this, this theatre full of children. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and so, you know, oh, here, no. here's this, this. They think they're getting Detective Pikachu. But no, there's this woman in, uh, in Mexico in 1673. Drowning her children. Drowning her children. <gasps> Mama, and, no, and please. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's awful for children to watch. And now they're all going to be scared that Lyron is coming for them if they don't eat their vegetables. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Oh. Daddy, oh please don't ever cheat on mommy. Also, <laughs> <laughs> well, talk about like the ultimate cutting off your nose to spite your face. Like, <laughs> your husband cheated on you, so you drown your kids? It, it, uh, it tracks in terms of revenge plots. That's uh, That's pretty pretty on point you know the the things that i uh i think yeah there were some really nice set pieces with as i say Mm -hmm. the scene in the car the scene with the umbrella yeah um so those would be my choices yeah yeah i i agree i think i think Raphael is a great character as well sort of this this gruntled old man who's Mm -hmm. there to help the kids and and kind Mm -hmm. of is you know that renegade uh kind of church guy and it's just yeah it's really fun it's also what i loved about this is the fact that it is not just your, like, traditional, you know, horror spooky Bible story. It's got a little bit of, you know, Old flair to it. And it's, and it's yeah. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, you know, that's that's really nice uh, to see something that isn't, as we as we discussed earlier, you know, in our diverse cis white gendered uh, <laughs> thinking, you know. It was nice to see a bit of diversity in, in this horror film. Yeah. Which, mm. was, which was cool. Well, I, I yeah. did like the line, he used me as bait. Did you? <laughs> No. Did you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's carry okay. on. <laughs> He's like, well, it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so what is everyone's scenes that could have saved this one? Uh, why didn't you go first this time? Yeah, I just, I didn't think the kids were ever really in danger. It just didn't feel like, like, even when the kids were like screaming and stuff, I was like, oh, you're gonna be fine. Like, I wouldn't oh, worry really? if I were you, kids. Like, I just, I just felt no danger to this one. Like, I cared about the characters, but I didn't, I didn't ever think they were in in any physical harm, like, ever. So I just would have liked to see, I don't know, something to make them, make me think that they were actually gonna, you know, maybe if the kids got separated, yeah, that would have, that would have been great, like, for a long period of time, not just, like, a half hour in the house. The girl did get separated from her doll, which totally so... wasn't a plot device. <laughs> well, I guess I'm wrong, then. <laughs> yeah, Chad, egg on your face. Whoopsie. Oh, oh I, should, I shouldn't make comments about James Wan films if I don't know all the truths. <laughs> How about you, David? What's the, what's the scene? It, this is another one of those films where if everyone had just sat down and had a conversation mm. and talked about yeah. what had happened, then I think the rest of it wouldn't have... I mean, it's like most of Shakespeare's comedies. If if people actually knew what was going on, talked to each yeah. other, everything would be resolved and there wouldn't be a hilarious body swap yeah. thing. And so, yeah, they, if, if everyone had said, oh, there's this ghost of this white woman or woman in white who is all, who is scaring, who's chasing us and, and whatnot, then I think things would have been resolved a lot quicker. Yeah, yeah. You're 100% right. Yeah. Also, going back to what you said about uh, sh- putting Shakespeare and then a and then a body swap. I would I would really like to watch that, a Shakespeare and body swap. <laughs> I would I would really love that. Just like a freaky Friday, mm. but Shakespeare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love that. To be or not to be. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. It goes with it. But yeah. with and it's also I'm sorry, it has to be Lindsay Lohan. It has to be that Freaky Friday. <laughs> <laughs> she's so good at the identity mm. swapping movies that's just her niche <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so simone how about you what's your what's your scene i think that the issue with this movie is that it's pretty bland like okay. they really stick to an a plot of just it's this mom trying to help her kids survive la llorona mm-hmm. and i think what might have made it more interesting is you know they they introduce this angle of she's grieving she's lost her husband she's struggling as a single mother and it might have been interesting to see her show some frustration towards her kids or like mm. you know so people are really calling into question whether she's a good parent maybe she loses mm. her temper sometimes maybe she also grabs her kids a little harder than she necessarily needs to so mm, it's like yeah. you know partially this battle to save her kids but also a battle like with the fact that she really resents that she's like left alone and like how much she's struggling with motherhood and keeping her kids alive in general and i think that could have made it like a much more interesting (laughs) movie Mm, from like a psychological standpoint than just Mm -hmm. like oh there's a ghost it wants to kill my kids i need to save my kids i've saved my kids like yeah no absolutely sort of sort of sort of babadook styles yeah exactly Mm -hmm. exactly Mm -hmm. like more that vibe okay so then are we recommending this? What would people watch this again? What are we thinking? I think it just doesn't have the same like spooky visuals as the nun. So that's why I wouldn't necessarily play it at a party like I would the nun. Like it's just people like in cars and in houses like I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I'd recommend this one. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel the same way. I think the only time that I would really watch this is when I want to like get my kids to behave one day. I'm just like <laughs> they're like really acting out. I'm like, "Right, we're going to watch a movie. Sit them down in front of this and be like, "Right. If you don't behave, La Llorona, she's coming for you. And then I'll get a wedding dress at, like, the local charity shop. And then if they're, like, misbehaving, I'll just, like, go put the wedding dress on, do the whole thing. Just really make sure that they're well-behaved in the future. You're going to traumatize your children. Yeah, and what are you going to do about it? There's no social workers around to take me on. Where's Anna now? Stuck in 1973. (laughs) How about about you, David? You're you're, going to have children. You're breaking my heart, Chad. (laughs) I mean, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have children. But. <laughs> uh, I think my my response is the same as for the previous one. I mean, it's it's okay. Yeah. It's slightly less okay than the nun, but it's it's not terrible. Um, mm-hmm. It's got a couple of really nice set pieces, but the rest of it is yeah. It doesn't yeah. have the same spookiness. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was it lacked the spooky vibes. Like the music, everything. It just didn't set up for it. No. Mm. But you know what? Like they tried, and good on them. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, good, good acting roles for the kids. I think, I think for kids, yeah. a, a horror film is a really good way to like break into the business and like really show your acting chops. Mm. Because if you're a kid and you understand, like, I need to be really terrified now. I need to yeah. be nuancedly terrified. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's a great way to show your your skills. Mm. Or mm-hmm. if they get to play a creepy child, that's even more fun. Oh yeah, mm. Ugh, dream role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we're a bit we're a bit old for that now but, uh... yeah. <laughs> i'm past my prime i guess <laughs> I, it was when was it? it was 10 years ago i was playing uh donald in blue remembered hills and i don't know if you know blue remembered hills at all and so no. it was it was a, originally a tv sort of um it was a one episode story it was written for tv but it's uh seven adults who mm-hmm. who are playing seven eight-year-old chid, kids 
Oh, okay. So you, you right, have to, okay. you, you, are, you are there being a child, obviously in, a, in an adult body. But Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and that, was, that was a lot of fun to do because yeah. uh, it, is, it was a whole different mindset to, to, have to, to have to work in. It was a lot of fun. So never say never when it comes to playing the spooky kid. That's okay. what I would say. I read a That's very amazing. interesting um, interview with someone who um, acts like a child for training officers and social workers to talk to traumatized children. Ooh. Right. Like okay. as like a role playing mm-hmm. training type thing. So they have to like be a child who's recently been traumatized and stuff and show them like the difficult obstacles they can encounter That's and so stuff. Tough. And yeah, mm. that, I was like, that is a very specific way to use your acting (laughs) props to them because that must be incredibly difficult yeah yeah especially to to embody like yeah not not just a child but like a really traumatized one Mm. yeah Yeah. wow that is a a heavy role yeah Yeah, on that note david thank you so much for joining us thank you for for coming (laughs) on the podcast we really do appreciate it an absolute pleasure thank you very much for having me of course and and would it be right to say that we're now friends absolutely yes yes Yes. and <laughs> Next time you're in Yorkshire, do drop me a line. You can have that ghost walk. Yes, John, oh, you have to do it for fantastic. both of us. I do, I do. I mean, I'm I'm gonna have to go up to North Yorkshire for, for absolutely for Halloween now. Hell yeah! yeah. I'm a little further <laughs> south than you, so it'll, it'll take me a little longer. <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 sort something out. Maybe for next uh, next Halloween. We'll, next we'll Halloween. Get you out here or, or we'll just we'll have you as a face on a on a tablet or something, and you can, oh, you can fantastic. walk around with I'll us. I'll be on one of those little rolly things. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be really fun. Keep bumping into <laughs> shit. <laughs> Amazing. Well, yeah. Uh, so, David, do you want to tell the people where they can find you on all the things? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, any projects you're working on? Right. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, the best places to find me are davidalt.co.uk. That's A U L T, as in Renault. Um, and my Twitter is at David Alt. I am not on any other social media. I don't do the gram. I'm not young enough or hip enough for that. <laughs> you're not on the on the TikToks. I'm not yeah, on the TikToks. No, no. I I I do understand the TikToks, but I don't do them. Which is yeah. probably the, the best way best way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so yeah, the, you can find me on my website, on Twitter, and various things that I'm involved with. You obviously know about the No Sleep podcast, and the Shadows at the Door, the podcast, which is more spooky stuff, ghost stories in the Mr. James style. That's um, amazing. So that's great fun. Um, <laughs> I, I should have thought about this earlier. When, <laughs> Um, this, is, this is what happens when you're when you're such a at a high professional level. You don't know half of the things Wait, that you're doing where, anymore. What, you am just do them. what am I on? <laughs> scripts come in, scripts go out. It's as simple as that. <laughs> uh, so if you're into D and D, then Dark Dice is the one oh, that, cool. that that I've been on. That that was a, a whole load of fun, uh, and you can also find me within that same sort of universe, the Travis and Caitlin Fool and Scholar universe. Uh, and Travis and Caitlin are just the most amazing aud- audio drama production machine. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, so Dark Dice, The White Vault, seasons one and two, and uh, Vast Horizon, and oh, a lot of other places. Check out my website <laughs> for more details. Uh, Guys, just follow David Alt. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. So what we do at the end of the show, <laughs> what we do at the end of the show is we say something that happened in the week that's uh, a really optimistic thing for us. So, for example, for my thing this week, my optimistic thing for this week is that I woke up on Tuesday and I just had like a, such a Disney day in my mind. So like I woke up and I immediately put on Zombies 1 soundtrack, um, <laughs> which was just absolutely perfect, immediately followed by Descendants 1 soundtrack. So oh, I was like okay. jamming out. 
in the shower listening to, you know, this is going to be my year. And oh, it was yeah. the best way to start a Tuesday. David, have you have you ever watched? Now, we know the answer to this. As adults, we know the answer to this. But any chance that you've watched the Descendants trilogy or Zombies 1 or 2 from Disney? That's totally fine. <laughs> it's so not sorry. for us. I'm it's so it's sorry. not for us. We're just huge kids. I mean, literally today I bought the High School Musical soundtrack because it was at a, ga- really? at a garage sale. Yeah, it was at a garage sale. It was a pound. It was a pound, Simone. So I had to. You can get it on Spotify. I needed a CD for my car. Spotify Don't has ads. Me. Not if yeah, you pay. Yeah, there you go. Not if you pay, but it's more than a pound. It's more than a pound. It's more than, it's more than see, a pound. David's got my back. I'm also mm-hmm. a student. I don't have income anymore. So I'm <laughs> very true. poor again. <laughs> I, I was actually, every time I hear a Spotify ad, I get more stubborn about not paying for Spotify. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Same. So, so, Simone, what's your optimistic thing for the week? Um, this week, it was my anniversary with Rudy. So we uh, went to a very fancy restaurant, which was exciting, and did like a tasting menu. Yeah, Absolutely. it was... It was really, really nice. They had a pescatarian menu, which I didn't expect at all. Like, I was ready to go Mm. full veg. And it was just nice. I think, like, coming out of lockdown, we're, like, Mm -hmm. I think in lockdown, initially, there was that phase of, like, sort of, like, frantic creativity where, Uh you're, you know, everybody was, like, making banana bread and, like, oh, I I, I have time to experiment with cooking. And then I think about a third of the way through, we just settled on the same eight to ten dishes <laughs> every week um so it was really nice to sort of get out there try new things things that obviously mm-hmm. i would have never thought to put together or had access to those ingredients and stuff and it was just it was lovely it was a really lovely evening that's so nice oh, oh, wonderful yeah. good how about you david what was your wow. what's the thing that's made you optimistic this week uh i finished off uh so yesterday and today i finished off a couple of stories that i've been writing for no sleep and they've been sort of sitting there on my nice. on my to-do list for a while but i i finally got them finished i sent them to a couple Amazing. of proofreaders um got positive responses back so oh fantastic here's hoping so that's been that's been good and it's uh nice and sunny now and so yeah it's after all the the nasty weather and the sort of being inside it's it's a lovely day and uh I've made two new friends. Ah, That's us. That's, that's you. Us. That's you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. I think I might put it on my CV, to be fair. Yeah. We're, now, we're now friends <laughs> with famous people. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I, I'm just, I'm just going to go on one last tangent. Um, tangent but, away. Uh, one of the best things about this whole um, job and, and everything is that uh, going around and meeting the the, the, lis- the listeners of No Sleep and and the the people behind No Sleep, the other actors, yeah. the writers, mm-hmm. the artists, everyone, the audio drama universe is such a lovely, positive place yeah. with so yeah. many wonderful people, and going on tour. Back in January, uh, we were there, and in, in while we were in Copenhagen, the the group of us signed a hundred card postcards because we knew we were going to have quite a lot of people at Stockholm, over five hundred people, and so we we pre-signed a whole wow. lot of cards, which it, it's it's amazing to mm-hmm. think that that after all of this, it, it's it's come to that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I come back home. Uh, I do tuition, maths tuition, and, and science tuition. The kids I tutored don't couldn't give a damn that I'd been <laughs> performing on stage in front of hundreds of people. I'm just there yeah. to teach them maths. And coming back to yeah, the the one the, the best thing about it is meeting everyone after the shows. Yeah, because mm-hmm. everyone is so 
open, so warm, so friendly. They they yeah. they love coming to see the shows, and we love meeting them. And yeah. it really is the 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 audience, the fans that make the podcast because otherwise we'd just be you know enjoying creating stuff but then sending it off into the void so <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. No, it's, it's, absolutely it's the it's the fandom which in the vast world of fandoms yeah i think we've probably got one of the best ones the audio drama yeah. fan world the, the listeners the creators it's it's so wonderful to be a part of that. I think I've also found especially like horror communities Mm, or like people who enjoy the spookier side of things are always just the loveliest people. Yeah, Um, And then I've seen all the drama in like self-published romance communities and stuff. And it is, yeah, you know, it is vicious. (laughs) 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 Which is surprising. Yes, (laughs) you would think they would be lovely but it's always the places where you don't expect it's like MMA fighters, you think they're going to be really mean but they're actually just like the loveliest guys you've ever met Mm -hmm. it's karate people that are fucking oh karate people awful oh Oh. can't deal with karate people David if you do karate we're really sorry but (laughs) no Yeah, David's just like, I'm actually part of Cobra Kai, uh, so... <laughs> um, but no, you are so right, and I mean, I don't know if, like, you, you've obviously had this experience in yourself, but I do think the podcasting community, just, like, oh, amongst yeah. hosts and people who do get involved in podcasts, like, it's just so lovely, like, I've yeah. never met another podcast host that is just an awful human being that, like, yeah. immediately is disagreeable. Exactly. Like, all the podcasts that we have, that we've been a guest on, all the guests that we've had who have other podcasts, they've all just been wonderful human Exceedingly beings. Exceedingly lovely. And, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and this week has been no different. It's been an absolute bloody pleasure having you yes. on the podcast with us. It's been, it's been, it's been a so Thank you very Why much. Why don't we have it's more Brits on the here. podcast? They're always so yeah, sweet. Yeah, Chad. You, know, you can, you can <laughs> drum some more people up from this country that, that you're in. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but 90% of them have been my ex-girlfriends and things, and that's just gone <laughs> that's badly for both <laughs> me and the podcast. <laughs> you, you need to broaden your outlook a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, me, me think for so. Everything, and, and... For everything, for <laughs> everything. Uh, well, on that note, thank you guys so much for yes. listening. We really do appreciate it. And we do hope you enjoyed this episode. And I do hope that you are getting in the mood for spooky season. We've got so many great things coming up for you on our spooky side. Simone, tell us what's happening next week. Okay, Chad, this is a surprise for you. Because you surprised me with Princess Diaries okay. two weeks ago. Now, occasionally we do movies that got more than 50%. Because we love them, and we like being nice about things that are really nice sometimes, too. Of course, yes. And this kind of has a bit of history for us on the podcast. So I thought we could do Unfriended 1 and Unfriended 2 next week and just gush about them. Yes! Yes! I'm so about it. Yes! Oh, this is going to be a great week. Oh, fan fantastic oh and yes yes i'll yes. buy I'm some tequila it. i think because last time when chad still lived in south africa we watched unfriended one together um and finished off an entire bottle of tequila oh between the two of us. <laughs> that was a rough evening <laughs> that yeah. is the worst one of the worst hangovers i've ever had oh um, my god it was it, didn't we watch try well try to watch frozen afterwards i feel like we, we tried, tried to, to watch, watch frozen something afterwards. afterwards i could yeah. not tell you what it was <laughs> have you have you seen the unfriended movies david i have not no surprisingly good very okay. very worth a watch yeah. definitely highly recommend for your rest of your sunday watching um and going into the rest of spooktober mm. mm-hmm. yeah 
Thank you very yeah. much. Yes. So, guys, thank you again for listening uh, to us. It's the only way I know how to do a segue, so I'm going to just keep thanking you guys. Um, but uh, yeah, if you do, if you are enjoying Spooktober, tell us what you're doing. We in the UK are semi going back into a lockdown. It's it's a bit tenuous. <laughs> like Boris is uh, is flirting with the idea of sending us all back into lockdown. So you know, Halloween's going to be a bit different this year. And and Boris flirting is 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 really the most horror that you need. Really, <laughs> that is that is Spooktober, isn't it? <laughs> so tell us what your halloween plans are tell us what you love about halloween what are your movie choices for going into spooktober and uh where can the people do that Simone? uh they can talk to us on facebook or instagram at fresh tomatoes podcast on twitter at fresh tomatoes mp they can email us at fresh tomatoes podcast at gmail.com they can check out our website which is linked below as well as all of our sponsors they can click those links and then we get like a little bit of kickback if they use those links and they usually get a discount too so you guys Come on, it's a win-win. It's it's what uh, society's built on, isn't it? Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Just mutual mutual benefits. Um, and speaking of benefits, thank you so much for listening once again. And uh, as we say <laughs> oh, at the end God. of every episode, I know that was terrible. I've lost my mind. Um, as we say at the end <laughs> at the end of every episode, we love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. We love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. We love you, and there is nothing that you can do about it. Oh my god! That's that's my favorite one. That's great. (laughs) You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Have you ever wondered how deep the Elder Scrolls lore rabbit hole goes? Have you got a grasp of the basics and want to find out more about the universe? Written in Uncertainty is here to help you. We'll be mixing in philosophy, theology, and whatever other theory is useful with Elder Scrolls texts to untangle some of the biggest questions in the series, like what are dragon breaks, how does Chim work, where did the Dwemer go, and more. Check us out at writteninuncertainty.com or find Written in Uncertainty on any podcatcher. Thanks for listening, and catch you later in the grey maybe of Tamriel.